0: You've tuned into What in the World here on WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. I am your host, Bumi Akinasotu, and I am so glad to be behind the mic again and to talk with you and unpack foreign policy issues in a way that's relevant and understandable. For the last month or so, I've been meeting new people, gathering great ideas, and planning out the next year of this show. And if you don't know, July 28th marked my one-year anniversary. And I was so pleased to celebrate it at Podcast Movement in Philadelphia. For four days, I hung out with thousands of fellow radio broadcasters and podcasters and we all totally geeked out on everything from how to edit your show, how to tell a compelling story, and how to create a home studio on a budget. The highlight of my time though was on the very last day of the conference when I had a chance to speak with my new pal David. David is an outstanding photographer born and raised in Philly and has had first-hand experience with foreign policy or global affairs issues. I talked with him about his up like I typically do on the show, his experience abroad traveling to China, and why he thinks foreign policy matters to Philadelphia. And he did an amazing job explaining that connection. So if you're interested in David's response, make sure you keep listening. And don't forget, send me a message anytime on social media or via email if you'd like to learn something in particular that you heard in the news but you really don't understand and you kind of just need somebody to break it down for you a little bit simply go to whatintheworldpodcast.com click on contact or email me at whatintheworldpod2017 at gmail.com thanks so much for sticking with me during my first year now on to the show Hey, everyone, this is Bumi Kinesotu here at Podcast Movement 2018. I am the creator and producer of What in the World, a one-year-old podcast officially this week, my one-year birthday. And uh, I'm here at Podcast Movement trying to learn and network and meet people and talk to people and get inspired, all of the things uh, that you do when you come to a great conference. And I have a great guest who I'll introduce in just a second. But in case you're not familiar, What in the World is a radio show and podcast that makes foreign policy issues understandable and relevant to regular people and all of my guest experts are fun people, they're women, they're people of color who are ambassadors and work at think tanks. And what we're trying to do is just break down what you hear in the news and make it understandable. And my guest here, uh, who I just met just a few minutes ago, has agreed to be my surprise guest as we have this conversation just about this conference and in Philly, which I love, I love your city, Dave. Like, I love Thank your you. city, I love the city. Um, we're just gonna talk about, you know, how we're like taking in all of this and and what we're feeling and and Dave, let's start with with you. Uh-oh. So, uh oh. So how are you feeling about this? It's the last day for our listeners. It's the last day. How are you feeling, Dave? What's What's been awesome about podcast movement?
1: Well, first, I'm gonna say I'm a little sad. It's ending. <laughs> um, I'm an introvert by nature, so Lies. I think. No, it's true. Absolutely <laughs> true. Um, you know, I'm photographer by trade, so. After the first couple of years of working on my own, starting to work large events, I had to teach myself how to talk. talk to people. Yes. So I've learned, but by nature, introvert. So it was like the first day and a half of walking around before I finally spoke to anybody, you know, kind of skulking in the corners, sitting in the back. Now today I was like sitting up front every day, but it's, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, so many incredible people and the diversity of topics people you name it this is i mean and us just yeah. random encounter chatting in the hallway and now here we are we're talking together. right and yeah.
0: so, da- so dave and i met uh like officially like in the hallway but <laughs> like we were in the similar similar workshops yes. all, all week and the last one that we were at together was around how nonprofit organizations can use podcasting to brand themselves reach an audience talk about different things and i found that useful for my own work right. and my own organization that i work for but then just like being able to see all of the other, you know, topics that are being discussed around, you know, the nonprofit sector was really helpful. Why did you go to that session?
1: Well, uh, actually, my I've had the idea for doing a podcast for a couple of years, but it wasn't until I started working with a local nonprofit that was mm-hmm. working in the community that I started thinking about nonprofits. Yeah. So when I saw that, I want some of my podcasts to be centered not, around, not only around arts and the local community and the mm-hmm. Philadelphia culture, but also social justice issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big hot point right now yeah, uh, yeah. in our culture so so when i saw that lineup too i mean you had pew you had mm-hmm, the smithsonian oh my yeah, god Just I mean, really great people yeah i mean these are some high level people yeah and yeah. so to hear their insights and i didn't realize pew was so involved i mean they're me involved either. with sharks and this and that <laughs> i mean <laughs> you name it and they've got a hand in it and that's just incredible to me yeah so um, so
0: let's talk uh, about so you're, you're from philly Dave, i am Dave born is. and raised Born and raised, yeah. and um,
1: I'm a Philadelphian. A yeah. Philadelphian,
0: I literally like I love this city. Like your food, <laughs> everyone's so nice. I love a little grittiness in the city. So like your architecture, and, yeah. like everything's just. We definitely so, have grit. Yeah, <laughs> grit is man alive and well here in in Philly. So yeah. so Dave, tell us a little bit about you. Um, so what I do with my show normally when I when I talk to to guest experts is I ask them you know how they got to the foreign policy space. And okay. You you don't work in foreign policy. You're a photographer. Not. Correct. So tell us about your background. How much time do you have? <laughs> I know. We don't have a lot of time, but let's. how about we make it a really simple question. What do you yeah. love about Philly?
1: I think exactly what we've been talking about, diversity. I, you know, it's funny. Um, we talked about this a little bit in the hallway, but recently there was an opportunity to potentially move to a different state where I have a family member living and they have, you know, a you business. You mean your family moving. Right. Yeah. So we had talked about potentially moving, and after visiting there, I, you know, I came back home, and, you know, you get to that point, I'm a little bit older, so... <laughs> Not that much older yeah, Well, you know, I'm, I just turned 50, so... Oh, um, hey yeah. Now. 50 looks good on yeah, you. Thank you, thank yes. you. Um, but, you know, I was getting to that place where I was a little burned out from the city. Mm. So, you know, like, oh, green space, trees, quiet, you know, no sirens, that'd be nice. You know, um, what's that noise outside, I hear a car that doesn't belong in the street, you know. You're you, you growing up in a big city. You, you're accustomed to that. It's second sure. nature. So to get away from it, I am at that age where you start thinking about, boy, it would be nice to live on a farm and have a, you know, goats and a horse <laughs> and you know. So instead of rescuing a dog, let's go rescue a horse, you know, and go horseback riding, you know. So as far as this city, it, I mean, it's got history. I mean, tons Absolutely. of history. You know, pretty we were important the, history. Yes, we were <laughs> what the first, um, the first capital. For our country, you know the Liberty Bell, and we've got the Eagles. <laughs> so, oh, you I,
0: know, did you have to really bring that? Up I right know. Now?
1: I'm sorry. I'm not a huge sports, you know, oh, person. God. I but I grew up with it, and I do bleed green. I have you to know be I'm honest. You're from New England, right? Sorry. I'm from, what? So, <laughs>
0: You know what? This show is over, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, We're ending uh, this. I'm a Patriots fan for life. Oh, I'm sorry. Rhode Island through and through. I'm but sorry. I wish I had known this before I asked. I know. Be See on that? Show. I ruined it. I blew it right Dang there. It. I blew it right there. Well, no. So I <laughs> agree about Philly. So you know what's interesting is uh, I I was along. You know, this show's about global affairs and global policy, foreign policy, all these things. And I was uh, driving in the Uber along uh, Ben Franklin Parkway. Okay. And you guys have all those flags. That I made the yeah. Uber driver like pull over so I could like take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> of the flag, but I don't know if it's because you live here. Like, mm-hmm. do you feel sort of like proud to see those flags? or How does it make you feel when you're going along that parkway all the time? Or because you're from here, you don't pay attention anymore? I think
1: like? you get to a point where you get numb to it. You okay. don't You don't always recognize it. Yeah. Um, but when we do have activities in the city, you know, something's going on at the Art Museum or Eakin's Oval, you know, or at the Rodan or the Barnes, you know, we have some major... Art institutions in this yeah, in the city, do. and you forget about it. You know, you so you lose track of it. You know, when the Pope came. You know, I mean, I am not the most religious person. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's pretty historic. You know, and so, you know, you start to get the feel for, wow, we're pretty, uh, you know, pretty we, we have some significance yeah, you know, in the country. Yeah, absolutely so. have some yeah.
0: significance. And, <laughs> so. and so, let you know, again, this show, you know, we try to make, you know, foreign policy things that are happening in the world, kind of make it understandable, mm-hmm. related to your life, if possible, you know, it's not always direct, but either way, we give it a try. So you actually adopted a daughter. Yes. Uh, from China.
1: Yes. Light of my life.
0: Oh, and what's her name?
1: Her name is Sophia Bejiao.
0: Sophia Bejiao.
1: Beijiao, yes. Beijiao. Yes. If you're
0: listening, your dad is awesome. <laughs> you have the coolest dad ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh-huh. tell us what that was like um, adopting your daughter from China.
1: That you want to talk about international experience. We flew into Beijing, spent a couple days there. Beijing is a a pretty typical large metropolis. You know, international visitors they're they're used to seeing people from everywhere, and they have everything. You know, it's just a big city. Period. Then we went to Wuhan which is also actually a large city, but, um, and actually a bit of an industrial hub, but they're not, at the time, this was um, 2009, they're not as accustomed to international visitors, especially Westerners. That tends to throw them a little bit, and we would have these experiences where we were literally walking down the street, and this is before our we went and met our daughter, so yeah. it's just my wife and I, and we would be walking down the street to go to the store, Yeah. And we'd realize people were staring at us and we'd turn around and realize that, you know, 20 feet away, they're still standing there in the middle of the street staring yeah, at us. Wow. I mean, literally stopped and turned and <laughs> stared. So it was quite an experience. I mean, you can't drink the water. They tell you don't drink the water. Don't even use it to brush your teeth. In Beijing, we stopped. And there was actually a Baskin Robbins. We stopped for ice cream.
0: yeah baskin robbins Baskin
1: Robbins. they had a big I mall know. that they just put in right
0: that's interesting it is
1: i mean they have Let's starbucks and trade all that policy,
0: yeah which we've talked about on our show but exactly okay.
1: wow um but we stopped and you know it was warm in the store mm-hmm. so most places there they tend to like it warm so we we decided we'd sit outside in the pretty gardens outside the mall and sit on the curbing, and within a yeah. minute of sitting down, the police came, you know, buhau, buhau, you, you know, you move on, you can't sit. Like, oh my oh, God, I first know. day here, we're gonna get arrested. Oh. So it's-
0: As you're trying to adopt a shuttle. Yes,
1: exactly. So it was, it was most definitely a, a culture shock. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 12 hour time difference, and just everything. I mean, perfect. Exa- getting off the plane, mm-hmm. we went to get in a shuttle bus to go to the terminal, and the bus was full, mm-hmm. or by what we would consider full not to them if there's an inch of space if you can fit a body it is not full so we thought no no it's full we'll wait for the next bus and they actually forcibly put us on the bus the door of the bus was closed against my back I mean there was literally no room between me and my wife and the next group of people smashed on the bus and the the door was literally against you think Else or the, the L here or septic, nah, uh, uh.
0: Or metro in DC, yeah. yeah. It can, there, yeah. there is, there is no <laughs>
1: illusion of private space there. Yeah. You know, like we have here, like space between us and like no, 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 that doesn't exist. So yeah, culture shock, major culture shock.
0: So you know, China's an interesting place. I'm sure you've heard about the trade wars that yes. we've had with China. I mean, now that you've got a Chinese daughter that you've adopted, you've had this experience abroad and, yes. and having seen, you know, a Baskin Robbins in mm-hmm. China. I'm sure you saw a lot of familiar. McDonald's. McDonald's. I'm sure there's just a lot of familiar products and Mm -hmm. items there. I mean, when you watch things like, or hear things about the the trade wars, like, do you feel anything? Like, do you have a reaction? I do, actually. I mean,
1: and with everything that's happened in our community, I still think we're pretty lucky. I mean, we have got freedoms here that many countries couldn't, Mm. uh, you know, dream of. So it's easy to lose sight of that, Mm -hmm. just like talking about the flags on the parkway. It's beautiful in our art museum. It's beautiful, but it's easy to kind of get numb to it Mm -hmm. and stop seeing it so you you take certain things for granted you know just like oh if i wanted to like we have our phones in front of us if i wanted to run down to the store right now if i decided right now i had to have some portable speakers i could run out this front door and within five minutes have 12 places i could probably buy speakers from we take that for granted it's not so common there yeah i got when we hit Guangzhou, which is further south, I got sick. I got really, really sick. There was one pharmacy; it was closed for three days, and then when they did open, they didn't have anything. Mm. So, luckily, one of the other families that was traveling had antibiotics with them. But you know, I had one hundred and four fever, and you know, I was. Re- I mean, we there was when the pharmacy opened, we needed ibuprofen for one of the kids was sick, and we wanted to get some as well. We had to split a bottle with the other family wow. because there wasn't any so you do you take certain things for granted but you do you start to you look at them as a emerging you know tech leader and their number two economy I'm not sure what I feel about it but it definitely you take notice I mean yeah. I really find myself sitting up this change that they've had in their government where they made uh, Xi Jinping allowed him to remain in power yeah. that's terrifying yeah and well, How do you, you think
0: it's terrifying for you or at least from your perspective
1: we've had this sort of autocratic you know populist movement that's been kind of spreading around the world and it's interesting because it's when you read the news you've got two sides to the story the spread of this kind of populist movement more autocratic uh, mindset and the powerful trying to stay in power and spread their influence any way possible and then kind of like the wave of Trying to take things back. Um, Let's get back to the people. Let's let's prevent this autocratic Mm -hmm. kind of wave. And it's um, it's interesting. I just feel like we're in. We've come. I think we were talking about this briefly. And was thinking. um, I'm a big fan of the Slow Burn podcast, Mm. which is about Watergate. And thinking about that era, I was born 1968. So you you know, prior to that, was a big
0: 1968 is an important year. Big year, right? So that
1: whole period from the 60s through the early 70s, you had JFK. MLK, RFK, Everybody. Uh, Nixon. It, I mean, it was just a, you know the Vietnam War. I mean, just insane time. So I feel like as we were talking about, I feel like we've kind of come full circle and we're revisiting a lot of that. The only thing we don't have is the war, but pretty much everything else from you know civil rights to social justice right. to politics,
0: right? All the scandals and yeah, everything that's and happening in the world. I mean, even that back then, you had issues like we were dealing with the Iran issues exactly. there and oil shortages. Yes. and we had the environmental movement. Right. Back then in the 70s, that was for our listeners, so the Environmental Protection Agency was created in the 70s as well right. because of all of the toxins yes. and, and to see things now being reversed. Um, under the current administration, it, it, it goes to your point. It's just sort of like, are we we're going backwards? We're
1: full circle, full yeah.
0: Full circle. Um, but do you see any opportunities that are sort of, I mean, given I this so. new wave of people are calling it resistance, but even if you're not left leaning liberal, whatever, whatever, you know, we're not partisan on the show, but
1: Correct, Do you right. do
0: you feel like any sense of hope? Do you feel like there's an opportunity with the times that we're
1: in? I'm hoping that, I mean, you think about just even being here all the voices here this this is a whole new medium that's growing you think about pirate radio back in the like what 80s and you know 90s kind (laughs) of a thing and you know now we have podcasts and this is like a massive growing medium yeah and there are so many voices and i I think that's hopeful i think it um you look at people like elon musk electric cars and now you know everyone calls him a crackpot but All of the major car manufacturers from Porsche and Mercedes all the way down to Ford and Chevy have a massive lineup of electric vehicles coming out. And I have a hybrid electric okay. th- that you can drive on the battery. And you know what? I grew up a kind of a motorhead. My dad was a mechanic his whole cool. life, so I love auto racing. But I'll tell you what, once you drive an electric car, you understand the appeal. I haven't put gas in mine since November. <laughs> and it's just spect- and, you know
0: I don't own a car. My car is the Metro. <laughs> nice. Thing.
1: Well, when, for when you live in a place where you need a car, you start to appreciate you know, running my daughter back and forth to camp and yeah, school and here yeah, and there yeah. in the grocery store. It's nice to kind of like oh what's the gas price oh okay who cares yeah (laughs) so but you see that movement and it's not just the environmental portion it's the technology portion Mm -hmm. and just this wave of innovation you know we look at our phones and our ipads and i remember growing up watching star trek and it was tinfoil and cardboard and now it's real yeah you know so you look at spacex and we have rovers on mars and we visited Mm -hmm. saturn and Mm -hmm. jupiter and and um we found water on Mars recently. They think there's a lake, and that Enceladus has an atmosphere. And you know, it's just there's so much happening that was only science fiction when yeah. I was growing up. And now we're we're doing so. I yeah, it's I think we're going through a very. I think we're we're having growing pains. I think we're reaching another plateau. So I think there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'd like to think that there's um, you know, like this, like again, podcast people. Everything from international affairs to I think there was a woman at, at one of the talks earlier. They She has a podcast that deals with um, people who own day spas. You know, so it's like There's literally so the entire gamut. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I think the coolest one that I've come across so far was uh, a woman who has an FBI oh, wow. uh, show. So she's a retired FBI agent. Ooh. And so she brings back retired FBI investigators to talk about famous cases on her show. Oh, wow. She's phenomenal. Like from just like um, and she does all of her editing on her own okay. and just does everything on her own I, was right. like, I can't wait to retire so I can <laughs> just do this I just have ample amounts of time to do this stuff but the, yeah you're right there's just such there's such uh, diversity and mm-hmm. array I mean uh, you could talk about dating the woman uh, I met another woman who pitched a show on uh, her dating online dating experience uh, Okay, and and how she actually took a guy to court for, for catfishing
1: <laughs> for what
0: for catfishing you know what catfishing is man I- Dave? Come on! I'm old. So, oh, well, you're also married, so I'm, hopefully you're not I'm on, online, no, dating sites. Not on <laughs> online dating. I'm married. No, I am not on online dating. Gap fishing <laughs> is when you basically fake your profile and you really like say like you're 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 really five foot five, but like in your profile you you say I'm six two. I'm six foot, two. Okay, whatever, right? Yeah. You know, ridiculous. So, okay. But then she got taken for fraud, and it was just this oh whole thing. God. But she started an audible like a, a story. Okay. Around her experience, and I was like, how amazing! Wow. Is that like I would never want to talk about that? I'd be so embarrassed. But either way. <laughs> but when one thing I do want to ask you, I want to, yeah. you know, sort of what I do with every show is I try to make foreign policy relevant. Okay, and and that's really hard for me sometimes because it's you know we, we care about social justice issues here in Philly, and right. it's hard sometimes to care about what's happening in Myanmar, or Syria, or whatever. Exactly. But could you? How do you feel international relations impacts communities like Philly or pockets of communities? Or like, how do you see it? or or do you see it at all as like being connected at all
1: I do I think you know you look at people have been taking advantage of talking about George Orwell again 1984 Mm, because of everything that's happening right now Um, I mean one of the things that impacted us when we were in China I just remember even in Wuhan no matter where you went there was a camera you couldn't turn around and there was a camera everywhere so you were literally being watched Um, and of course you know they censored the press there and, you know, we're running into an interesting time here, alternate facts and who's fake and who's not and what's real and what isn't and how we spin the news. Um, even listening to Pew saying, hey, you know, we're taking the facts and we're putting out information, information based on research, that. Research, yeah. Right. But even that, well, what was your take? What angle did you come from? I mean, you know, that could be skewed and it may not even be intentional. It just may be you're seeing it from a different perspective. So but in terms of that, so talking about Orwell and you mentioned Myanmar, Burma, that's mm-hmm. perfect. He wrote. 1984 based on his experiences in the uh, you know uh, when he was in the military he was stationed in Burma and you know after they left Burma is when that country descended into you know basically a, a hole I mean it was just you know human rights disaster and that went on from I think the late 50s through the current day it's interesting because we don't talk about it a lot but it's literally the kind of thing you would read in a book where people just if you spoke out against your government and your your neighbor ratted you out, you right. could wake up and be, be in a gone. prison the next morning. Here yeah here in
0: America, we are, we're fortunate to, I mean, go from everything from crazy memes of our president right. to, you know, protesting and, exactly. and voting for who we want to and not have right. to worry about going missing or losing your life or exactly. your family being kidnapped or anything.
1: But in like you, that. that's, that's part of it. And then also... They had the kind of thing where where they would have protests and and so they would shut down schools. They would turn off electricity, anything to keep people under control. And I think that also speaks to education and uh, change. I mean, you think about here, we keep pulling more and more money out of public education, and we're putting it in charter schools. Which I don't understand why we're taking public money and sending it to a charter school, which is a for profit. You know, these are owned by companies, for profit, and but yet. In the city, especially a city like Philadelphia, so many of our public schools are literally falling apart. Kids don't have books halfway mm-hmm. through the year. So you think about that and, you, you know, you think about a place where they suppress education. So, yeah, I, I think it's very relevant. What's happening in the world, we close a blind eye to it, put on our blinders and, and watch reality TV. But it could happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think democracy is fragile. Yeah. You know, America is a very powerful country. OK, I get it. We may be, you know... We may be a major presence on the global stage, but we're babies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, in the in the history, how countries, you know, not very old when you look at some of the other... Look at China, look at Russia, look right. at even Britain. Right. It, it, we're babies yeah. in comparison. Yeah. You know, so
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. We have a lot I think to learn. Um and I and I, I what I really like about your story is that you had the chance to go abroad and experience that. And yeah. you didn't just like come back to America and like, you know, I'm just gonna go on with my life. Right. You you not only did you, you adopted a child, but it sounds like this has sort of sparked your um at least a connection and awareness that this community called philly is a part of a bigger tapestry of places absolutely. in the world yeah. right like and you, you can find a baskin robbins here in <laughs> philly <laughs> or you can find a baskin robbins over there right no China. it's true but that also i like your point about you know human rights issues like in thinking about those things out there could happen to america absolutely if we're not careful absolutely and so we ought to know about them and educate ourselves
1: around them no i agree I, I think um i do think democracy is fragile i think many of our rights that we take for granted are fragile you look at voter turnout we have some of the lowest rates of, of voter turnout in the world and considering you know how well you know up until recently that was it was pretty safe here and pretty um pretty honest you know now we're we're coming into a time where it's being questioned yeah but um yeah it, it's 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 I think we take a lot of things for granted. I mean, yeah. even having an automobile. You know, we just talked about that. I think we take that for granted. We look at it as a toy. We're on our phones while we're driving. We're playing with the radio. We're, you know, we don't We don't learn, you know, and, and, and I think it's true with anything. You know, we go to vote, but we vote because we like the way somebody looked. Everyone thought our current president is a great, uh, business leader. Well, is that true? Did you research that? Do you know for right, sure? Right, Did uh, Hillary Clinton with her scandalous emails, I mean, what was the reality behind that? You right. Know, do we do our research? Correct. Do we just pick a name or a face? Right. And I think that's that's scary we take those rights and privileges and and freedoms for granted and yeah it's a very dangerous thing
0: yeah but uh you know your daughter yes. is uh how old
1: she just turned 13
0: oh so she's a big girl yeah, right. she's getting there she's getting she's there interesting so. age yes so so what kind of world would you like your daughter to grow up in when she's you know what how do you envision the world for your daughter when she's let's say my age which is 37 okay which is will be 24 5 years yeah. from now for her what kind I, of world do you imagine for her
1: hopefully enlightened i don't know how to put it, it, it can i just read something real yeah, quick it's go funny for it. i go like there's an instagram feed that i really love and um, he posts a lot of images and quotes from famous people and james baldwin Oh, is yes, one of my Balling. favorites. Yes, yeah, he's my favorite too. But, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to read the whole thing verbatim, but ah, here we go. He talks about, he was on a walking down the street corner with a painter, um, Buford Delaney, if I'm saying the name right. They were waiting for a light to change, and he pointed down and said, look, I looked and I saw, all I saw was water, and he said, look again. So I did, and I saw oil in the water, and the city reflected in the puddle. It was a great revelation to me. I can't explain it. He taught me how to see and how to trust what I saw. Painters have often taught writers how to see, and once you've had the experience, you see it differently. So I think maybe the, the notion is, for us, many of us to learn how to see differently, to see from all sides, to understand people's perspectives. For those who fear change, understand why, mm-hmm. and maybe help them accept mm-hmm. that all things change. Mm-hmm. Everything is changing every day. Yeah. So just to have a more enlightened, more open, yeah. so that, you know, one, she's Chinese. She's technically an immigrant. Mm-hmm. Two, um, she's female. Mm-hmm. It's a big topic right now. I just want her to be able to do anything and everything that she thinks she might want to without yeah. limitation or harassment or judgment or or ceilings of any kind yeah. I mean, these things shouldn't matter amen
0: to that yeah amen so. to that well um dave i want to thank you so much thank you for taking a risk with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is and, scary and no yeah. you did a fantastic job and i hope whoever is listening to this feels as Um, inspired and motivated by Dave and his story and his insights and our experiences here at Podcast Movement. And you can get more information about what's happening in the world by listening to my show, What in the World? Um, and you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, all of the podcast apps. I'm on, I'm on all of them. Uh, website is whatintheworldpodcast.com. I'm awesome. on Facebook and Twitter and all of those wonderful things. And Dave, uh, the organization that you work with, how mm-hmm. about you mention them and what they do and how people can find more? Well, there's a couple them. groups that I've been yeah. working with.
1: Working While Playing is one of them. They work with um, you know, the underserved communities in Philadelphia to try to help bring music into the lives of people. Awesome. Um, many schools, of course, you know, nowadays don't have music programs anymore. Yeah, yeah. Also, I was involved with Upper Philadelphia, and they have an outreach arm. And one of the groups that they are involved with that I've had a great uh, privilege to work with over the last year is called Voce. And basically, same thing. They work with kids all over the region whose schools maybe don't have a program. Um, or kids that have issues mm-hmm. and want to be involved and they have no limitations. You don't have to have ability you just, yeah. you know, you just have to want to b- be a part of it Awesome. And so
0: every show I end on a high note with a song that the guest likes or that keeps them in a good mood Uh-oh. Uh, What's a song that keeps you in a good mood Dave or Oy. keeps you happy any
1: song keeps me happy well Actually the song which was the inspiration for the title behind my future podcast is listen here by Eddie Harris Okay it's an older song, and it's a little bit obscure, but God, it's smoking. <laughs> and you can't help get energy, you know, get your foot tapping and like want to get out and do stuff. All so,
0: right. Okay. All right, well, Dave, we'll be looking for your future podcast <laughs> Thank and I'll you. make sure to pro- promote it. And uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Dave, again. Thank you. And thank you to the podcast movement organizers yes. and volunteers and sponsors and attendees. And, and for people bringing this to Philly this, this year. This to Philly. Thank you to the city of Philly for being so awesome. Thank you to each Uber driver and Lyft driver I've been with <laughs> and all the restaurant people who have been so nice to me here in Philly. And uh, that's the end of our time.
1: Yes. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Dave.